Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. After completely hitting rock bottom over the last week, the New York Yankees responded by taking two out of four games against the Tampa Bay Rays. Find out my thoughts on the Rays series and more on this brand new episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, which begins right now. You are listening to the Pinstripe Talk podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. Last show was ugly, not because of the content. Hopefully you enjoyed it, but it was ugly regarding what we had to talk about. Yankees legitimately hit rock bottom, lost the series to the Toronto Blue Jays in the middle of the week, then got swept on the road by the Detroit Tigers. Coming into this week, it was a big week at that. Yankees hosted the Tampa Bay Rays for four games in the Bronx. Ended up taking two out of four. You know, after losing, what, five of their previous six coming in. Not to say that splitting with the Rays was good. You know, they could have definitely done more in this respect. But you'll take the split. At least they did not lose the series. We're going to break it all down for you and more on this episode. But before we do, reminder... Follow us on social media at Pinstripe Talk ND and at Nick Delahanty on Twitter. We're active. We're talking about games, and we love hearing about what you have to say regarding the New York Yankees. You could also hit us up on Facebook by searching up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. And of course, our brand's Instagram by searching up Delahanty Media. For all things Delahanty Media, go to www.delahantymedia.com. Now, I know that if you're listening to this show, you're either A, a Tampa Bay Rays fan that wants to hear what I have to say, or you're a diehard Yankee fan who's been here for the long haul. Regardless, we are so happy to have you here, but we do have something that we want to ask of you. If you so happen to have any Red Sox friends, yes, I know, it's very hard being friends with Red Sox fans, I know, but if you have any friends, acquaintances, 
co-workers suggest that they check out our brand new show, the Fenway Focus Podcast. One of our up-and-coming stars, Jared Orlick, has been doing a great job. He is on episode number two. We are looking for more content to be pumped out in the very near future. He just released that episode number two where he talks about the Red Sox month of May in general. So definitely check that out. You can find all that information right on our social media pages. It's all there for you. Check it out. Make sure once you subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to our show on, make sure you do the same for them. Encourage your Red Sox acquaintances, friends, whatever you want to call them, to check out the show. It is definitely worth your time, definitely worth their time. If you want a different perspective of what's going on in the AL East, that's the show for you. Speaking of the Red Sox, the Yankees are hosting the Red Sox this weekend. We'll have a show for you at the beginning of next week. Heck, who knows? Maybe Jared will make a special appearance for the first time on the Pinstripe Talk podcast. You're just going to have to check it out and see for yourself. You're going to have to tune in and find out. But before we get to that point, we have some Yankees baseball to talk about. Yankees host the Rays. They were playing bad baseball, lost 5 of 6 coming in, riding a three-game losing streak, and unfortunately, the losing streak would continue after game one. I don't know what it is about Rich Hill, but the Yankees have a lot of trouble with this dude. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. It's just something that is mind-boggling to me. I know he's absolutely ancient and doesn't throw that hard anymore, but the arm deliveries and the funkiness of how he goes about his business it does throw these guys off, and I understand it to a point, but the Yankees have seen him enough this year to the point where you know, they should be able to capitalize on him. And when it rains, it pours. Offensively, the Yankees are still struggling. They just haven't figured it out. It hasn't clicked fully yet. Hill goes five strong, doesn't allow a run, only throws 56 pitches. So when you're looking at it, he's not only throwing strikes and getting hitters to swing at the pitches that he wants them to swing at, but he's not wasting pitches either. And the Rays do a good job with their pitching. We've known this already. This is something that is not new. They go to their guys. They don't extend them for long periods of time. They want to get their starter through the order twice. Unless you're Tyler Glass now. Then they want to keep him out there a little longer. And they want their starter to just hand the ball over to their strength, which is the bullpen. They rely on those guys heavily because they think that third time around, that's when teams are going to capitalize. Luckily for them, Hill did a nice job through five. The Yankees did not do much offensively. Scored a run off of Michael Waka, but that was it. Yankees end up losing this ballgame 3-1. Jamison Tyone was on the mound for the Yankees. He drops to 1-4 and four on the year. To be quite, quite honest with you, I didn't think he pitched that poorly. Went five innings, only allowed three runs. Walked three, struck out five. Did allow a home run. All the damage came within the... Three inning span of the third to the fifth inning. You got a Margot double in the third. An Austin Meadows home run in the fourth. Yes, I am not an Austin Meadows fan. As you saw on Twitter, if you follow me, I am not fond of this dude. Good ball player. Absolutely kills the Yankees. That's not the last of Meadows you're going to hear about in this series. And then a Rosarena hits an RBI single to the left in the fifth. That's all the Rays would need. Yankees had a run in the bottom half of the seventh. Miguel Andujar hits a home run. Really good sign for the Yankees, his first of the year. Maybe Andujar is going to get hot and really ignite this offense. Who knows? But Yankees dropped game one, 3-1, to one, like we mentioned. Really tough way to start the series, especially given 
that the Yankees came in completely struggling. Not a great sign when you're looking to get back on track. Now, let's fast forward to game two. This one did not get off to the start that the Yankees anticipated, but at the end of the night, it would be a good one for the Bronx Bombers. Yankees go down 2-0 early. That guy I talked about earlier, the one that I really can't stand, Austin Meadows, hits a two-run homer right away off Domingo Herman, gives the Rays a 2-0 lead. With Tyler Glass now on the mound for the Rays, we knew that runs were going to be limited, but the Yankees made do with some misfortune. Aaron Judge, with the bases loaded, draws a walk, makes it a 2-1 Rays lead. Then, DJ LeMay, who ends up scoring on a wild pitch, makes it 2-2, and you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, all right, you got two freebies from Glass now, who's been really good this year. The Yankees really need to capitalize. They were able to do so the next inning. Miguel Andujar hits a homer to right, his second in as many days. Yankees take a 3-2 lead. However, that lead lasted about five minutes. If that, I might be exaggerating, but five minutes it felt like. Kevin Kiermeyer comes up in the top of the fifth. He hits a homer of his own, and right away, we're tied up at three. Credit to the Yankees' bullpen. One heck of a job they did. German goes five, allows three runs. Five strikeouts, allowed the two home runs. He really struggles with the long ball. That's something that's really hampered him, especially recently. You know, something he's really got to work on and fix, especially when you're pitching your home games in Yankee Stadium. But the bullpen was electric. Wandy Peralta comes in. He really was not good. He's really the lone spot there. He walked two of the three batters he faced. In comes Jonathan Lewiska, who did have his fair share of walks, walked two batters, but was dominant nonetheless, an inning and two-thirds scoreless. Then you go to the bulk. You had Chad Green on for an inning. He struck out two. Got in a little trouble himself, but still scoreless. Chapman, clean inning. Lucas Lickey in the 10th, clean inning. And then another clean inning from Sessa in the 11th. Credit to the Yankees' bullpen. After Herman's five innings of work, the Rays were unable to get on the scoreboard. So yes, you had six walks in that span, but you were still able to get the job done. And, you know, the Yankees' offense did not do much, but fortunately, they were able to get the job done. Bottom half of the 11th inning with a runner on, two outs, downtown goes Frazier. Man, they need this guy to hit. He's been hot as of late. He's been swinging a better bat. He hits a home run. Full game over. Yankees win 5-3. A much needed win to end the losing streak. Yankees mustered up six hits total. Frazier had the big one in the bottom of the 11th. We mentioned the Andor homer a little bit earlier. And then they got some luck on the Rays' misfortune in that one inning to bring home two of their five runs. So, yes, the Yankees' offense is still struggling. 11 strikeouts total. Only six hits like I mentioned. But still, they are, they got it done, and at the end of the day, yes, a win is a win. You'll definitely take it. Even up the series, look ahead to Game 3, which just so happens to be on Lou Gehrig Day. Lou Gehrig Day. First year they're doing this, I think it's a great thing in baseball trying to honor the legendary Lou Gehrig for his ALS speech, and you know they have a great cause in helping ALS and trying to raise money for that cause, so... You know, I think there's a lot of good things that come along with this day. And it's always great to see a Yankee remembered for what they did both on and off the field. You know, Garrick had a great legacy on the field, 
but a lot of people do know that story about the ALS, and it raises awareness. You know, athletes have such a platform, and it's an amazing thing because you could sit back at the end of the day and realize, you know, their platform could be so beneficial to our world if used in the right way. And in this case, it's definitely used in the right way. Yankees turn to Jordan Montgomery in this one. He goes six and a third, only allows one earned run. Yankees defense really didn't help him out much. The Yankees go on to win this one four to three. Montgomery was good. You know, I have a really bad superstition, and I'm going to share it with you guys. Jordan Montgomery is on my fantasy roster. Every time I forget to put him in the lineup, he pitches well. Every time I put him in, he's rather mediocre. So, you know, I'm going to just start leaving him on the bench in, in the Yankees' sake because he does pitch better when he is on my bench. But the Yankees' offense got going right away. Gio Urshela, the most happy fella, hits a home run to right field score. And Judge makes it 2 nothing Yanks. The Rays add a run in the fourth on a fielder's choice to short. Yankees tack on two more runs in the bottom half of the fourth with a Clint Frazier RBI single. Got a little dicey. Rays were playing a little catch-up in the fifth. Diaz hits a sack fly in the seventh. Yee-Man Choi singles, making it 4-3, to three, but that's all they would get. Yankees go on to win 4-3, like I mentioned. And once again, the bullpen deserves a lot of credit. Rays do all their damage, essentially, against Montgomery. Charged with all three runs. Loisica, Green, and Chapman put up zeros apiece. Chapman got into a little bit of trouble, and you're sitting here like, oh boy, this is going to get ugly. But he was able to get out of it. The Yankees win that one. They at least secure a split of the series. And I think that after that long week, you have to take it and definitely run with it. One thing that is very important to note, Aaron Judge made a start in center field. Yes, it was not a typo. The Yankees rolled out a lineup with Miguel Andujar in left, Aaron Judge in center, Clint Frazier in right. If you would have told me five years ago that that was their outfield, I would have laughed at Andujar, but I would have been really happy about Judge and Frazier. Maybe not Judge and center, but you know I would have been happy having those two out there. Just incredibly crazy. Judge goes out there. He didn't look bad in center field. I don't think it's a thing or a project that I would experiment with a lot considering the Yankees' woes in center field. It definitely didn't hurt. And, you know, how many times are you going to run Brett Gardner out there every day? He's 37 years old. Definitely does not have that in the tank anymore. And let's face it, Gardner has been struggling as well. So the Yankees trying literally anything to get things going. And in this one, they were able to muster up a victory. Yankees tallying nine hits in this game. Urshela had two hits, had the two RBIs. Gleyber Torres in the five-hole had two hits as well. A couple of Yankees had a hit apiece. You know what? It, it works. Yankees win a ball game, take the split, and you go into game four with your ace on the mound in Garrett Cole. And you're hoping that this is going to be the one that keeps you rolling, that gets you a series win against your division rival. But... Again, this game was one of the most frustrating games I have watched in a very long time. Kid you not. Yes, I didn't even talk about the Yankees' base running mistakes earlier in the series. I didn't forget them. Trust me. I, I definitely wouldn't forget them. But I try to avoid them. You know, it's like beating a dead horse. I mention it every show. They run the bases like little leaguers. It is what it is at this point. But Yankees go into this one. They're looking to win the series. Garrett Cole on the mound. And let me tell you, I am a big proponent for robot umpires. I've been for a while now. After this game, I want to go to Major League Baseball headquarters and demand it. 
if you go on Twitter and on Pinstripe Talk ND, if you go to my page, I've been retweeting stuff about the umpire strike zone the entire day. Garrett Cole getting squeezed by umpires. Ryan Yarborough, who has a very funky delivery, getting calls that are five feet off the plate. The at-bat that really stands out to me was Clint Frazier's in the middle part of the game. Frazier takes five pitches that were balls, two of which were called strikes. Strike three was actually a strike, but the pitches before really ruined the at-bat. Frazier goes down looking. The strike zone, very bad. You saw DJ LeMayu get frustrated. He slammed his helmet in the dugout after having words with the home plate umpire. The Yankees noticed the difference in the strike zone, and it came back to haunt them. Cole was not getting those calls. The umpire also missed when Kevin Kiermeyer went down the line and absolutely came out of the baseline. No call there. Rays get the base, of course. Rays win the game 9-2. Cole led to five runs. Really didn't have his best stuff, but regardless, was getting squeezed as well. Yankees were up 1-0 in this one. You're thinking, oh man, this might be all the Yankees get for Cole. Gardner hits a home run to right his first of the year, but then that guy again, Austin Meadows, quickly regains the lead with a two-run shot. The Rays tack on in the fifth with a single from Lau and a single from Diaz. And then in the top of the seventh, Austin Meadows doubles, scoring three more, makes it 8-1, followed by a Joey Wendell single, scoring Meadows, 9-1. At that point, Andujar hit his third home run in four days in the bottom half of the seventh, but it wasn't enough. Yankees go on to lose this one 9-2. Cole did not have it. Nick Nelson flat out stinks. I hope that he's the move that the Yankees make when Zach Britton comes back. You know, I really thought that this kid was going to be good. Everybody hyped him up a lot. Just hasn't had it. 9.75 ERA. I think I could have a better ERA at this point. But regardless, he did not have it. Put the Yankees in a real big hole. By the time Sessa came in, the damage was already done. And Yarborough, who's getting pitches called five feet off the plate, he throws a complete game, shockingly, because, you know, if you give me those calls, I could pitch to major league hitters too. They're not hitting it. He goes nine innings, only allows six hits, two runs, no walks, because obviously when you're getting those calls, they do go and help you tremendously. And you know what? That's your ball game. Yankees go 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, left four guys on base. The only one with multiple hits was Gardner in the nine hole. He had two hits. Nonetheless, Yankees lose the game. Yankees split the series, and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because of the fact that the umpiring was so bad in this one. You know, you don't want to blame umpiring because, yes, the Yankees' offense has struggled. But when you don't see that consistency from the home plate umpire, it is frustrating. Now, if they were giving it to both sides, you don't complain. As a coach, that's what you want. You know, I, I see it in my dugout when I'm coaching. If the umpire is consistent and they're calling it fairly for both sides, I'm okay with it as long as it's respectable. But when there's a drastic change and a drastic difference between strike zones, something's got to give. And I am ashamed, ashamed of Aaron Boone. Ashamed. First of all, when Frazier, got, when Frazier struck out, Boone should have been out of the dugout. Those pitches were terrible. He should have argued at that point. I don't care it's the fourth inning. Get tossed then. Show that there's life. Stop it there. Boone waited three innings later, after the damage was already done, to speak his mind. What, did Boone want to get a, a quick shower and not to watch the rest of the game? 
Trust me, none of us wanted to watch the game. But we all sat through it. But Boone gets a free pass? Come on, man. You kidding me? When they said he got ejected, I laughed. Because I'm like, why is he getting ejected now? The damage is done. All the big problems already occurred. Like, what's the deal, Boone? Like, somebody's got to wake up in that Yankees dugout. Because I think that's a big problem with this team. You know, your manager has no life. What, did he wake up in the, in the seventh inning and realize he was down? Wanted to argue with somebody? Wanted to go take a nap in the uh, locker room? That just doesn't fly. And you know what? I think a lot of people are irritated with Boone because, you know, he's trying to show he's defending his players, but he did it three innings too late. Real good, Aaron. Real, real good. You know, if this Yankee team continues to play like this, and yes, they're 31-26 now, and, you know, they're still five games over 500. That's not good enough. You know, yes, there's injuries and whatnot, but this team is a lot better than that. I think at some point, somebody on the coaching staff's got to be blamed. Whether it's Marcus Timms for the lack of hitting, you know, the guy's got to have fun. Maybe start hitting the ball. That, then we'll have some fun. Or Aaron Boone, who seems a bit clueless at this point. You know, something's really got to give. And now, it doesn't get easier. Because the Red Sox coming for three games this weekend at the stadium. Game one, Nathan Eovaldi against Mike King. King's going to make another start. Couldn't get out of... Like the third or fourth inning against the Tigers. What's going to happen against a better Red Sox lineup? Saturday's a night game. It will be Eduardo Rodriguez against Jamison Tyone. And then Sunday will be, of course, Sunday Night Baseball. Garrett Richards against Domingo Herman. The Yankees will have an off day on Monday as they'll travel to Minnesota for a showdown with an AL Central kind of rival at this point because they play in the postseason like every single year at this rate. But regardless, Yankees got to go with this series. They got to win two or three against the Red Sox and get on track. No Cole this week. You know, I don't know what's up with Cole. I said it on the last couple of shows. Really hasn't seemed like the Garrett Cole we know early on. But regardless, he'll get back on track. I'm definitely not worried about him. Here's an interesting stat for you. Through his first eight starts, Cole's ERA was 1.37. Over his last four, 4.3. Oh, so not that good recently, but I'm sure he'll get back on track. I got to give a, a note to the Yankees. Please be careful with Aaron Judge. Do not get him hurt. Yes, I understand the need in center field, but let's not make this a everyday type of thing. Take care of the big fella. We need his bat, especially given he's really the only guy who's been hitting all season long. Please, please, please protect him. And my final plea to this team. Show some life and not get swept by the Red Sox. I don't want to hear my Red Sox fans telling me how great they are and how bad the Yankees are. So please, let's find a way to at least win two or three games during this weekend set. And of course, we'll have a new show for you on Monday. After the series wraps up, we'll look at everything that goes down over the three-game set. And we'll break down the upcoming series against the Twins. If you haven't done so already on whatever platform you're listening on, Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. All of your help and support goes a long way in helping our show and brand grow. Check out DelahantyMedia.com for all the latest news and updates regarding our brand and our show. And as always, don't forget it, let's go Yankees. My name is Nick Delahanty, and this has been another episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully it's a good one for the Yankees. We'll find out in just a couple of days. Stay tuned for our new show on Monday. And as always, take care, everyone. We'll talk to you really soon. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 